This week on the Documentary Review Podcast, Jonathan and I, I don't have anything jokey to say, are a uh, good look at the 2015 documentary, The Hunting Ground. Welcome to the podcast, I'm PT. And welcome, I'm Jonathan, glad you can join us. Yeah, you're getting a whole audience. I'm addressing the audience here, not you, Jonathan. You're getting a whole new Jonathan and PT today because you're used to the evening, you know, drink in their hand kind of, kind of a PT and Jonathan today. We're doing this, doing this early. I got a glass of right. water. This is yeah. I have a, I have an actual cup of coffee. No 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 wine. <laughs> no Bailey's. No nothing. And then a glass of water. I'll, we're gonna actually be completely sober for our uh, podcast today. <laughs> How crazy is that? Indeed, uh, crazy, and uh, you, maybe you'll get a more, a more business like uh, Jonathan and PT. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I was wondering, even uh, when you were doing the intro today, that I'm, you know, if you've watched our other podcasts, PT normally does these very uh, clever quibs that lead us into the the podcast about the, you know, that relate to the documentary we just watched. And I was like, man, you're treading on thin ice. <laughs> Whatever you say this week, because <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we dove into a deep topic for sure. Indeed. Uh, I want to apologize in advance. I already mentioned Jonathan, but to you listeners, I got my neighbors mowing and uh, my wife's going to be cooking. She's going to be cooking up a good, uh, a, a blue apron meal. So, you know, blue apron, oh. if, you're, if you're out there, we're still waiting for that sponsorship <laughs> sponsorship letter. Is it, is, it, uh, is it chicken waffles? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, some kind of chicken coconut curry thing. I don't know. So you were half right. Well, there we go. Um, all right, Jonathan, without any further ado, let's get into the super uplifting documentary. Tell us about the 2015 hit, The Hunting Ground. Okay. You'll get hit of the year. So, yeah. The, the Hunting Ground uh, brings to light the, according to its uh, uh, creators, the epidemic of sexual assault on college campuses in America. Uh, and it takes a very personal look at the stories of a lot of different women, but then on top of that, it dives into the issue of uh, college campuses, the, the, the institutions themselves and the administrative staffs and their take and you know potential cover-up, if you will, of these assaults. Uh, and, and it's certainly a documentary that is trying to instigate a movement of you know, dealing with this issue, if you will. Um, and it kind of covers it from a bunch of different angles and, and sides of the, you know, where, where things have kind of, kind of fallen off the rails. So that's that's where you're going to get out of the hunting ground. Indeed. Nicely done. What good synopsis, as always. Um, man, this documentary is making me question our very format because I want to ask you next, did you like it is, is the normal next question, but I'm pretty sure the answer to did you like it is probably Probably not that enjoyable. But let me let me, uh, let me kind of twist it a little bit and say, do you, do you think it was a good documentary? I like that question much better. And <laughs> and yes, I did think it was a good documentary. Nice. I did as well. I thought it was, uh, you know, it was definitely not an enjoyable watch, but very glad that it got made, stuff like that. I'm glad I watched it. Right, right. This was one that even going into it, I was like, I don't think, like certainly there's a part of me that did not want to watch it. Uh, for for reasons where it's like, well, you know, I have like a daughter that is, you know, nowhere near college at this moment. She's only five years old, but I don't want to like now, like, but like, 
I finished watching this and was like, well, she can't go to college. That's stupid. <laughs> I right. I can't let her go there. It's an awful place. Sure. Um, and, I, and... <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I like just before, like the very day I watched this documentary, I was having a conversation with my daughter about college and, and I was like, uh, I was, I, was, I was saying like, you know, she's really smart and everything. I was like, yeah, you can go, you know, you can go anywhere you want, you know, if you work hard. Cause like, you know, I was, I was kind of telling her, you know, I was, I feel, I think I was pretty smart, but I definitely did not work hard. But you know, if you work hard and stuff, you could, you know, go to Harvard, go wherever you want. And then I was uh, about to watch this and I was like, well, it'll probably just be like the party schools they're going to show. So, so I'll feel fine. Okay. Then but no, Harvard was the mug then. It's like, dang, why did I recommend Harvard? <laughs> right. Cool. Harvard seemed, all of them seem really bad. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So now, so what's your take on it now? Like, so now you've had. Did you? How long ago did you watch the documentary? If you had a couple days. Um, to... Yeah, I watched it like maybe Friday or something like that. So it was a while ago, a few days ago. Okay, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same here. So I'm a little like less freaked out now, even though I really guess you really shouldn't be. But you just you know. <laughs> so right. now, now like with a couple days to digest it, are you like, hmm? Any, any, like, any actual change in game plan? Like, any thoughts? Like, what am I going to do with my, my daughter when she goes off to college? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, I think like, yeah, I, I have been thinking about that a lot. Because it's, like, a, I think you, there were definitely patterns, you know, like, the attacks that they talked about and rapes and stuff like that that you could, you could, like, clue her into, you know, and just be like, hey, you know, when some, like, it that doesn't cover all the situations, but. When they're like, hey, when someone wants you to go off with them, unless you're intending to get down with them, don't do it or whatever. Right. Um, right. You know, like, I had that same thought. And like, my, my first thoughts were like, well, you could, you know, you could give her some self-training and then like some situational training like that, like things to be mindful. And I, I do still think those are good things. But then like, Every once in a while, I had to put myself back into college. You know, like, what was college? Like, what's the actual scenarios that they're going through? And, like, here's the, here's the tricky part is, yeah. And so, like, I mean, all these were bad scenarios where they're like, yeah, some guy was like, oh, you know, we're at a party and we're drinking. Then we go off into my dorm room or whatever, you know, go off away from the group. Yeah. You know when else that happens? All the time at every single party, every, you know, all the right. time where you're just like, where it's legitimate, where you'd be like, and you'd be like, hey, let's, you know, you're having a good time dancing with a girl. And you're like, hey, you know, let's go back to my dorm room. And yeah, the intention is, yeah, we'll hopefully hook up or whatever. As a young man, you're like, oh, you know, I like this girl and she likes me. That'd be great to go hook up. That's kind of a that age group. Plus, you've both been drinking. All right. And like, I mean, that like that scenario happened to me and every single person I knew in college. And, you know, it was never like it never turned into the bad dark side for me and the, the guys I know, or at least no one ever. I was never aware of it. Um, right of anyone I knew in, in college. Um, but that makes it impossible to be like, avoid that scenario because you'd be like, well, that scenario is a daily scenario at college. I mean, like now okay. I'm so far away from that, that it just like, that seems like, Oh yeah, well that's a really weird, dangerous scenario because that would never happen in my life. Now you know, there's never like an instant when I'm like <laughs> in like, a big group of people. Hey, God, out, come to my bedroom with me or whatever. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, Whoa, red flags. Are, what are you talking about? You know, but like, I, but then like when you really start to think about it, like, Oh wait, no, that was what the norm or, you know, that's, you can't avoid. I mean, I guess you could avoid that. You know, right. But that's, the, that's the other thing that I thought is I was like, well, also you don't want I mean, you don't want to raise someone who's going to be like fearful of, of like I'm sure you could totally train your daughter to like <laughs> avoid those scenarios, you know, just like be eagle-eyed right. about everything. But you don't want to like raise someone who's going to be like completely freaked out by life and stuff like that either. So, 
Right, and miss out on a, a ton of great opportunities and like experiences. I mean, like that, like like I said, like obviously, like sometimes it goes horrifically bad. I mean, they bring up some like horrible examples, and I I, I totally believe that every girl in this documentary was you know was was telling their true story, and they were all horrific. Um, but but you don't want to like you know you don't want to send your daughter off to school like that where you'd be like, hey, you know what happens when you you know talk to a boy? They rape you. And then you can't, you can't do that. I mean, you could, and they could totally be like fearful of all everyone and everything all the time. But that's not a healthy way to live either. Right. For sure. Um, and even, even my, and I guess uh, like I'll call myself out because the, like my solution when you asked me what was my change in game plan is really like kind of gets to the heart of the problem. I was like, Oh, I'm going to tell my daughter to like behave differently or whatever, which is like, is one of the big points of the documentary that are, are kind of our, the college's solution is always like just to tell the women like, Hey, act different or whatever, or, you know, do different things rather than like hunting down the fools who are, <laughs> are doing the crime or whatever. Um, and, and that, that, like, that's what really got me about this documentary. Cause like, I, I mean, I already knew that there was, there was some like rapey assholes out there or whatever, but uh, it was really just like the man, just, I, I, after I watched this, I felt like is everyone in the world completely <laughs> terrible or what? So man, it's, yeah, man, it's really, it was a depressing look at, at the world, for sure. A absolutely, and you know, that was one of those things where I had to go back afterwards and think about it. Because, like, at the end, I was almost like, man, I I'm, I feel bad to be a man. I don't even want to be in that camp, like, by the time I get done, you know, watching the documentary. And then, like, then, like, over the next, like, couple days, I was like, oh, okay. Then I started really, like, then I started, that's when I really started to, like, think back about college, where I was like, okay. I knew a, a lot of guys. I hung out with a lot of guys. And none of them were bad guys, you know. None of them ever like, you know, did a horrible thing like that, or or even like, you know. So, but 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 again, like you said, I knew some. Like we weren't like we weren't frat boys and we weren't jocks, so we didn't have that like hyper, you know, like alpha male mentality. Um, right. I guess either. But again, but not. But I don't want to like condemn anybody like that. I mean, there are tons of guys. We knew guys that were in frats, and they didn't seem like total, you know, horrible people that would do something like this to a woman. And and I knew student athletes. One of my good buddies was a student athlete, and he never was, you know, like that. All right. And, and to me, the like like I say, I, I already knew that that some college guys would get up to that, or uh, non-college guys would commit crimes like that. But uh, it was really like the thing that really depressed me, I guess, was the whole institutional like <laughs> cover-up kind of side of it. Just like, oh man, how, how, because uh, I mean, that's pretty straight up evil, you know? But, yeah, I I agree. I think that that's almost worse, or you're like on the same level of the crime. It right. was like, it, and it seemed unbelievable. Like, it, like after hearing like all these girls' stories where I was like, like the first time I was like, when some girl was like, yeah, I got raped. And then I went to the college administration and was like, yeah, I got raped. And they were like, well, were you dressed provocatively and drinking? It was like, no, that was like just some like totally untrained, horrific person that like just didn't know what they were doing. Totally isolated event. There's no way that could ever happen. And then like, it was just story after story of them, of people in various colleges just being like, yeah, so I reported a sexual assault and the college was like, well, you know, what we're going to do sweep this under the rug. So please right. stop, stop bothering us with that because we don't want to hear it. Sure. All right. So I'm going to ask you, Jonathan, to put your. I'm going to ask you to put yourself in a mental exercise here. I want you to using your most uh, most positive possible view of this situation. Pretend that you're a, the college administrator, 
And like, can you can you imagine a scenario like what's their thinking? Because like, I, obviously, I don't think that I would I would like to think at least that there's not just like that cold blooded. They're like, oh man, we're gonna lose a bunch of money if we covers. Like, what's what's their thinking? <laughs> like, where where are they at? You're the college administrator. How are you, how are you justifying this to yourself? Oh man, you know, like that's a toughie. Uh, I don't even know because I mean, like, I would think that you would have to that it's such a weird little close knit community that like the, the mindset that I can't get into. And, and, and it's not just as a college administrator or like in universities, especially ones like your Ivy league schools, um, people have a lifelong allegiance to those schools. Like they, they, you know, they're donating alumni after they go, their parents went there, they go there. And like even that one girl that went to North Carolina, was like, yeah, you know, it was amazing to be part of such like a crazy institution that's lasted hundreds of years. And she really felt like she was a giant part of something. So I think those administrators are truly feel they're part of that. And then on top of it, they're also getting their salary and paycheck. You know, they have real life issues that, that are tied to it. And when, when somebody bad mouths that institution, and take that as an extreme stretch of the word by bad mouthing to say you were assaulted, but, but in their mind, that is going to be a negative against that institution, and they're going to do what they're going to do to protect that institution. Um, that's as close as I can get to, like, an answer that isn't like, well, I'm just a monster, and I'm going to just, just be a horrific individual and blow this under the rug. Screw that young girl you know, whose life just, you know, got ruined. We're not going to help her, nor are we going to try and find her assailant. Ah, and that's the real answer, and that's horrific. Right. Yeah. And that, like, makes you feel bad about humanity. Yeah, totally. I, I felt terrible about humanity. This is not like right, a yeah. small group of people. It's like a you know large group of people that it's right in with the multiple, very many uh, universities. Yeah, Let's and like for for me personally, like I didn't like I went I went to Western Illinois University State School, and that's where I graduated. Obviously, I went to Concordia first, but then I went to Western Illinois University and graduated. And uh, and I didn't feel like. I didn't think like Western Illinois University was particularly different than any other state college. I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't like whatever. I didn't get that experience out of college. I loved college. I had a fantastic time. I learned a lot, but I never had that like go Bulldogs, you know, yay, I'm Western Illinois University alumni, you know, anything like that. I can get bumper stickers, buy their stuff in the student store. I was like, you know, it's an okay college. I'm getting a decent education. The price seems fair, whatever. That's how I looked at it. And, and, right. and it was, um, so I don't get all this, this other stuff. And it's certainly, I would never like, if someone at Western would have been like, oh, you know, it's just a victim of crime. I, I wouldn't be like, well, we need to protect the university. Be like, well, let's get you some help. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Go to the and that, that, that was the other horrific part. Even if they wanted to like throw it, like sweep it under the rug of it, like, you know, to keep it off those, like, cause I get like, you don't want like the stat to be broadcast out there. Like, you know, you don't want that. You don't want that on like the when people are scouting for their colleges for their kids to be like that stat to be like right up on the front page, homepage of the school. Last year there were seventy three sexual assaults, but you should sure as hell have an awesome program in case that does occur. Right. You know what I mean? You should have like a great support system where you're like, okay, if that happens, you know, they, I'll even throw them a bone. What if they're not the college? Well, except a lot of these times that people knew the assailants. But let's say first in an example, they don't. The girl didn't know the person, so they don't have a name. They're not a detective agency. Maybe they really can't find that person, or they don't have the resources to find them. 
they sure as shit have the resources to help that young lady. Right. You know what I mean? Help her. Help, help her deal with the psychological impact of it. You know, like if she needs counseling, does she need some time off classes? Does she need a support group? Do they need a medical office that can make sure that she's okay physically? I mean, like there's a ton of things of support that the school should automatically do for that person. Right. Yeah, that was actually one of my really shocking things was when, uh, like, a few of the girls said, like, after it happened, they just, like, didn't know what to do. They didn't know the process. They had to, like, Google what to do or whatever. Like, I, I would think that even schools that are, like, trying to cover it up, that would be part of the, like, freshman orientation, you know? Like, they would want to make a show of, of like, oh, you know, here's the classes. We're, or, you know, here's we give this information to every student kind of thing. But apparently right. not. No, they don't. I mean, apparently that is just, like, and especially, like, the the – Again, like, so the, I mean, like, it's, it's almost hard to believe when you hear the stories again, because it just seems so wrong that that, that can't be the truth. But then when they start bringing the administrative staff of colleges, like the upper, the high level administrators and the former security people that are just like, yeah, and like, like, yeah, I mean, like, the, the, it's clearly that's the policy is to say, we don't want this on any kind of reported thing. We want to sweep these under the rugs and we don't care about the girls. I mean, like that's the worst part is like all of it's bad, but the, the worst, worst part is, and, and then obviously like you, you get, yeah, you get instances of, you know, multiple offenders that are, right. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm sure I'll be hated even for suggesting it, but like, you know, the term sexual assault has i think a really wide range to it where there there could be a thing where you know a guy and a girl go off and the guy thinks he's going off to you know make out with the girl or do whatever and, and she doesn't think that it has a completely different idea and and things go somewhat wrong where he tries to make a move and it's not a move that she wanted and, and then it ends there you know what i mean where she's like no get away from me. This is not what's happening. And he's like, Oh, you know, like right. I, I didn't understand that. And like, it kind of ends there. But I mean, even in that scenario, that's like borderline sexual assault, essentially, depending on how that played out. Sure. And even if he ends it right there, once he really kind of like understands like this was not the scenario or whatever, but I mean like, you know, there's so that you could say like, there are cases of like that, that would be almost be like, Oh, maybe you, like you could, after a scenario like that, you could tell the girl like, Hey, watch out for the scenarios you put yourself in, make sure, you know, and again, right. not saying it was her fault, but like, just so you don't get in that away. But then there's also the scenarios of like, this is clearly a rape. You know what I mean? Like some dude is like the, the girls that described in this film, like takes her in the bathroom, knocks her head on the wall and rapes her flat out. No confusion there. You know, that's not like, and those those sexual predators aren't even being they're not attempting to remove them from campus. You know, you should you should have that inquiry right off the gate to say, like, where was this in that spectrum? Was this like, you know, All right. something that was horrifically wrong or where somebody should be going to prison? Or is this like maybe, you know, maybe in scenario one there, you could take that guy out and, and, and give him counseling too. you know, give him both counseling, but just take that guy out and be like, hey. You know, you got to watch yourself or, you know, watch what you watch your actions. They're really meaningful and, and can really have deep impact. And like, even if you think you're, you know, whatever you could, I don't know, I'm not a counselor, but you know what I mean? There could right. be both of those scenarios could be improved on if the school took action. Right. Um, yeah. To me, like the one, the one, and then kind of like, I guess the headline, um, 
headline scenario in this movie is kind of like the last one they show with the football player, uh, whose name I can't remember. What's his name? Jamias Wilson or something like that. Something like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, he's the quarterback of the of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. Sideline. I think I might be done with the NFL. <laughs> I think I've had it with with those jerks. You know what I mean? There's I'm too much, I'm too much crap. I I literally like when I got done watching this was like you know what? I don't want my daughter to go to a school that has a a sports team <laughs> specifically football would be the one uh, like right. like I it, not only because not just because of that one guy but because of the reaction of everyone else towards it yeah totally. the fact that the school is just like you know what that guy's so good at football we'll let him rape a girl right. I was like what and everyone else was like yeah she's probably lying. Even and it was like, I mean, like like right out the get go, like the police didn't even take it seriously, or maybe they did. Maybe right out the get go, the police did investigate, and they were like, "Oh shit, it's the quarterback. We can't, right. you know, he can't be in trouble. He's got to like win football games." Yeah. And I mean, like the yeah, the yeah, the uh, to me, like the the whole like this so frustrating part about that one to me was like in some of the situations it would be like you know. Uh, a couple of weeks went by before they reported it kind of thing or whatever. Like not that they shouldn't still be investigated, but like with this, this chick, like it was such a clear cut scenario. Like, you know, she was roofie. She immediately went to the police. Got like right. a done. Like she did everything like exactly like by the book, what they want you to do kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And that was where no one, and, and she went straight to the police. I mean, she right. didn't even like, yeah, she did everything right. I mean, like, she didn't do anything wrong in the scenario and then did everything right afterwards, the things that should have led to the, you know, arresting conviction of, of her assailant. But apparently the guy can throw a football really good, so, you know. I mean, like, I are we that horrible a society that, we, you know, I mean, like, apparently so, I guess, yeah, we're... And yeah, it was like that. That was the part where I, co- I really couldn't believe it was after she reported the rape, and then didn't know who the assailant was, and then eventually figured it out on her own. Then it was It could have still been like you could still be like, oh, she made it all up, you know, because he's a he's a somewhat famous person. He's the quarterback of this, you know, college team. Except whatever, however much previous to that the night she was raped she took a rape kit and it was clearly his dna in it i mean right. like that's enough how can that not be enough to convict someone yeah i don't know i mean or at least not to go to trial it never went to trial it was yeah. just there but it was like you know what he's just too good at football to charge <laughs> with this crime that was the real answer yeah yeah that, that was that was the best up section for there showing like those commentators at like espn and like just the random people in the crowd and stuff like that no Right, that was that. Yeah, that made it even worse. Was everybody's just like, he's so good at football. You know, why would why would we even think that he could rape somebody? Other than the fact that he raped someone, and we have physical evidence supporting that. But I mean, right? They're they're like, oh man, I can't believe like something like this is happening to such a great young man. You know, so so great, so promising. Like like he'd come down with you know cancer or something like that. No, it's not something right. happened to him. Something he did. Yeah, and and if he was again, like I still don't understand how. I mean, like at the end, like they were, they asked the why the DA didn't like press charges or whatever, and he was like, they were like, do you think he raped her? And he was he was like, well, I don't think we could have proven it in court. It's like, well, isn't that the whole point of court? Isn't that the whole? That's why you take someone to court to find out that answer. If the answer is no, you can't. Then he's an innocent man, and he gets to enjoy the privilege of a free citizen because a jury of his peers said that he was innocent. 
it's like like if, if uh yeah if, if we can't prove that one like what can we prove in court like if, right, yeah if you come up and like knock me out with a baseball bat and then and there's no one else in the room and then we go to court and like well it's his word against the other guy's word yes he had a baseball bat that was all bloody and people saw him leaving the scene but hey you know it might have been consensual <laughs> maybe he said <laughs> it right been. yeah we don't know it's his you know there's enough evidence here yeah yeah i mean he still had the bat my blood was on it you know but it could have been anyone really. <laughs> like, what? yeah how does anyone ever get convicted of anything well i guess the answer is be poor that that'll get convicted pretty quick oh bad dude is this or bad at sports <laughs> outlook on life john and not, not normally but tonight yeah yeah today uh yeah it was a. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was the. I think this was the hardest to watch pod or like documentary I've ever seen. You, what were your thoughts on? Like, um, I mean, we've had some. We've obviously there have been some tough, tough subjects tackled, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any. Yeah, I think this. Yeah, this, this is. The, yeah. <laughs> um. They. Uh, so first of all, this filmmaker uh, has previously made another documentary called. Uh, called The Secret War, and that one was, was uh, nominate, nominated for an Oscar, which is basically the exact same movie except in the military. Um, that one was pretty equally messed up. I've also seen that one, and that one talks a lot about how like the process in the military that you have to follow is like reporting crimes to your uh, commanding officer, and um, the commanding officer's totally, you know, jobs, uh, like performance is based on like not having incidents in their squad kind of thing. So like, it's the same kind of thing where it's totally brushed under the rug and they're highly, highly pressured not to, uh, to report anything and all this stuff. So that was another, I would say about equally <laughs> depressing one. Yeah. But you know what, like for, for me that like, like, yes, of course that's obviously, you know, equally horrific in the, in the crime against the woman, but for some reason, like maybe it's just cause it's, it's not shocking at all to me that the military would try and cover up stuff within the military right. and i think they have a long history doing that in, in various ways and degrees and all kinds of different things so like do they try and cover up abuse in the military yeah is that shocking to me no is it a horrible thing yes but but colleges it seems st- <laughs> these aren't soldiers they're super young adults that need help in general i mean they're just fledgling adults that need help in almost every aspect of life because they're just becoming you know grown up independent people and you're in, in, in charge of those people, you know, a very vulnerable group of society. Uh, right. And, and you're, and, and, and you're promoting yourself as someone that's taking them to that next level. Like these, the, you know, we're taking this group of people with this very high potential and we're going to make them better and throw them out society later. And they're going to be ready for it or ready ish. And uh, you know, the, I think there is a, definite degree of saying like we are here as a protector for their safety and you know growth i mean that's like the in my mind what a college is or is about apparently sure. i'm very wrong <laughs> um one more like the scene, a scene that really really broke my heart and then maybe we could try to find some positive <laughs> positives in life but but uh the, the ones one scene that really broke my heart was with the all that they had that like montage of all the different girls like talking about like how they told their parents or that they didn't want to tell their parents because they were afraid it would change the way their parents looked at them and stuff like that. Oh man, I wanted to give all those, all those girls a hug. I thought that part was heartbreaking to me, I guess, as a parent. 
Sure. Yeah, it was horrible. And you know what? Like, is it makes it even worse? Is there there is an element of like I understand. Like, I understand where they're coming from. And obviously, my if something my daughter went through something like that, I would I totally want her to tell me so I could like comfort her and 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 help her through it and everything like that. But I get where it's super hard because there would be an element of that. Like, like to think someone did that to your daughter, like you would all the time just have this underlying burning rage of just like wanting to avenge, you know, the, per, you know, get justice for against the person that did that to your little girl. And like, and of course you're mostly powerless in it, which would just make it worse. Uh, I don't know. I mean like, yeah, that would be a horrible thing for everybody involved. I get where like those girls are all like, yeah, you know, it would, because it would, of course, it's going to affect their parents. Not that I'm instigating not telling your parents, young women out there, but, you know, yeah, it was just a horrible situation. Totally. Um, all right, let's try to look at, because <laughs> they, well, the they, 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 they did have like the whole, like, uh, I thought they did a good job of trying to like weave in a little bit of hope in there. Uh, so they had, they had the, the two girls who were like starting a, uh, I don't know, a foundation or what it was, but basically trying to, to institute change by, by uh, basically trying to, uh, trying to, um, I forget what the, what the deal was. It was a, like a non-discrimination uh, law that they were trying to enact against the, the colleges so that the colleges would potentially like lose their federal funding if they didn't like take action on these kind of things, which was a smart, really smart approach. And, and it's cool to watch those uh, young women start that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is the positive point of this is I think, they were brilliant and it was title nine, which yeah, was basically like, yeah, everyone has to have uh, whatever, like I can't think of any, essentially like an equal opportunity to enjoy their, or, you know, and receive their education or they can't get federal funding, which I think this was, is a great use of that law to say that, yeah, that certainly limits your, your ability to receive your education. If you can't feel safe on campus, um, and so that that is the really hopeful part because they, they, they did show clips of this back in the ni- 1970s, you know, of, of women marching for, you know, a, putting up rallies essentially against sexual assault on campus. But I think this is the first time it might actually take hold, you know, solely because these these young women, which is pretty awesome. You know, they're, they're it's great that they, they did this and are doing this, that they took it through a legal route, which makes a lot of sense because it actually makes someone listen. And then the fact that they got this documentary out there, because it's something that like, I think most Americans don't certainly don't realize, especially like the, I mean, you don't think uh, of, you know, sexual assault on campus, or at least I didn't as a major epidemic, mostly because it is covered up for the most part. And then um, uh, on top of that, I certainly never realized there was an issue with colleges covering it up. So I'm glad that they brought this topic to light. And I think it was a very important topic. Um, and I think they're doing a good job. And actually, hopefully there'll be some change. Uh, yeah, agreed. Is there something we could do? I feel like we should do something on this one. Like, I don't know what that is yet, even if it's just, I don't know, being different, like approaching colleges differently, approaching, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, what, what would be your, what would you be your advice either, even if you're not going to do it because, you know, like you're a jerk, but just because you have a, a jam-packed life full of other stuff and there's a million issues and you have to take, you know, pick the battles. But theoretically, what would be like the good move to do? Hmm. Um, 
See, I was going to, yeah, I don't, I don't have a good one. I was going to say, like, maybe we could start a thing where we, like, like you know, award colleges that have low instances of, of assault. But then that's just, like, uh, rewarding. That's just even more. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Is, is there, and if not, why isn't there? There should be, like, a, you'd think there would be, like, an independent group, maybe, like, maybe a nonprofit organization that has a presence on all campuses that, like, provides those kind of services to to yeah a third independent independent party that's not funded by the universities or maybe attrition them you know what i mean like we can set up a government program like that or you know just say every college campus will have a you know a sexual assault support center it will be funded by every college will be taxed because you know what they just they just said harvard got a 300 million dollar donation they can you know, every every university can find five hundred grand. I mean, how about this? We pay every single college coach five hundred thousand dollars a year less, and that <laughs> funds the sexual assault, uh, you know, survivor program. And then you could really legitimately track the numbers. It'd be an independent thing that the colleges can't opt. You know, they're paying for it one way or the other, and they report directly to themselves. And then they can keep accurate statistics, and they can help people that you know survive. Oh yeah, and we could absolutely. we could have it uh we could have it staffed by someone who went to that college's arch rival. So, uh, <laughs> so Florida State is going to be going to be staffed by Alabama. Go ahead, <laughs> All right, I don't know about the last part, but how about at least a neutral party, somebody right. that didn't go to that university? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, there you go. So there's your solution, people. Somebody get on that. <laughs> Right, I mean, it's a pretty good solution. That's right. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, I think it's yeah, and I'm yeah, I have no problem paying college coaches or you know, sure uh, make the other yeah, make the NFL pay for it. I'm cool with that. Shit, shit, yeah, NFL man up, pony up, drop in <laughs> the bucket for you guys. Yep. All right, um, boy, how many stars are you gonna give this bad boy? I'm gonna go four and a half stars. I don't know. I'm, I'm never given five stars because I always think you know there's probably room to improve somewhere. But yeah, I was gonna so, go four. I was gonna go four stars. One thing we didn't really talk about was like I don't think it was necessarily that great of a that greatly made of a documentary. I feel like that that his other documentary that I mentioned was really what was really well made and like I felt like this was maybe a little step down in the the gotcha in the actual yeah the production of- and then also just like the way it was put together was at times a little jumbled. I think. Um, but but I, I don't want to take too much off of because I, I mean doing great work by making this documentary so right yeah. absolutely four yeah. stars cool good deal all right let's let's head to a little slightly lighter fare um, okay we're gonna, we're, we're gonna head to uh, head to my neck of the woods here we got oh sorry we got my bad no worries we got three documentaries set in my general area one two that are very close to me and one that's a little bit farther away but still in my region. So uh, the first one, this is the one that's a little bit further away from me, but it's called The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. And this is um, this edgy and often hilarious look at a dying breed of American outcasts exposes the corruption, poverty, and West Virginia's environmental and culturally devastating coal mine culture. Now that might not sound uplifting. Maybe maybe it's a little darker than I thought at first blush, but uh, but I think for the most part we're following around this crazy family, and there are some larger social implications to 
this family's status, but for the most part, we're following, following around a really poor, like humorous family in West Virginia. So there you go. But we're moving much closer to my, my home for the next two. The second one is the Barclay Marathons. And this was recommended to me by a coworker. I'd never heard of this. This is a, well, I'll read the description, a grueling contest based on a, a historic prison break tests the mettle and endurance of athletes taking on a marathon many start, but very few finish. So this is like a crazy um, ultra, ultra marathon kind of thing. And I know we've done an ultra marathon before, but I have watched this and I will say this is very different and very crazy. And it takes place right in my backyard, and I never knew about it. So, really, yeah. So, so like, yeah. So, I mean, like, when when they write when they like read the or read the description, there it was like a crazy marathon. But so, so it has to be like an. It's not just twenty six point two mile marathon. No, like obviously, there's something special about it. Yes, it's okay. it's a hundred miles is one of the things that's special about it. But okay. uh, another, well, just to give away one little aspect of it, um, you can't like just go apply. You have to figure out how to. Like that's one of the things you have to figure out your way in. It's, it's like a, you can't just like go to a website and apply. You have to find out how to get in. And the entrance fee is a dollar sixty-six, I think. And that's just the tip of the craziness iceberg with this race. <laughs> All right. Well, now I'm intrigued. Okay. All right. The, the final one um, is remote area medical, which I think we've both suggested oh, yeah. previously. Um, it's the get an inside look at the three-day pop-up medical clinic held in Bristol in Tennessee's Bristol Motor Speedway to treat remote patients desperate for care. This one takes place like a mile and a half, two miles from my house. I will give a warning to this one that I have, this is the first time I've seen all three documentaries I've recommended. But in this Ooh. one, if you, uh, <laughs> it does have a lot of gross dental work being shown. So <laughs> a, lot, a lot of pull, pulling gross teeth and stuff like that. Gotcha. So that's my huh. stipulation there. So anyway, we got the Barclay Marathons, Remote Area Medical, or the Wild, what was it? The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Huh. Well, let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to, even though now this is the third time I think it's been scratched, I'm going to scratch Remote Area Medical because it just sounds like the most serious of the three. Right. And I want to, I want to breather after that uh, last documentary. So, uh, plus lots of yeah. gross tooth stuff. Let's, yeah, and plus I have an idea that it's going to be like, then we're going to have to think about like, why aren't we giving better medical attention to rural areas and there'll be probably all kinds of social implications. So I don't want right. to think about that. Definitely. That's not, not this week anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go with the Barclay Marathon. That's right. got me intrigued by, it sounds, I'm just curious about it now. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, so we will be watching the Barclay Marathons that is on Netflix and uh, check it out and then, Join us in trying to figure out how to apply to it, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. All uh, right. That'll do it for us. Email us if you want to at docreviewpod at gmail.com. We'll talk to you next time. This is PT. Keep it real. This is Jonathan. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>